Pentecostal preaching. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. Part 3. We go to our anchor scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2. Media. God bless you. Please ensure that the audio is at the right volume. Especially for those online. This service is not one anybody should miss. It's a day of a very special visitation from God. And if you are sensitive in the spirit, you will know. Unfortunately for some people, it is the day the devil deceives them not to go to church because it rains. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Last week, I began to tell us how do we look unto Jesus. And the Holy Ghost gave us a very important medium through which we can look to Jesus. Is it that we just sit and cross our legs and say, Jesus, how do I look unto you? And he told us we can look unto Jesus through worship. And we dwelt on that pretty much. Carried it home with us. Brought it back to service again this morning. Carried it to the Polytechnic Ibadan yesterday. Every time we get it right in the place of worship, God comes down. Solomon got it right. And the Bible says, in the night, God came to him. Many are trying to go to God. God came to Solomon. On the platform of true worship. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verses 23 to 24, the hour cometh. This is the hour. That the Father is seeking true worshipers. May he find us. Number two way to look unto Jesus is what I'm going to dwell on today. If you're not here last week, go and get the message of last week. How again do we look unto Jesus? And the Holy Ghost said to me, you look to him in the word. In the word. The word. And when I say that, I mean through the written word. The Logos this morning. We can look to Jesus through the written word. This Bible is the book of life. What I mean, I don't mean the one in heaven. I don't mean the one in the book of Revelation that talks about the book of life where everybody's name is written. The book that contains your life. The oldest publication yet ever current. The only book that captures every area of human existence. The one-stop solution to every human malady. Your future is in this book. 
by the message this morning, I want to espouse you to the to an addiction, a holy addiction to the word of God. To read it, to study it, to meditate on it, to eat it. Because whatever you don't get from the word, you cannot get from the word. But whatever you are able to capture from this scripture, the world will give it to you. They don't have a choice. No matter how devilish the devil is, if you get it right from the word, he can't withhold it from you. He can try to resist, but he cannot. Because he cannot overpower this word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that. So, the devil can't resist the power of the word of God. Whether it is the Logos or the Rhema. Jesus said, referring to the Rhema word in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, 4, 4. When the devil came to him, tempting him. How did he overcome the devil? It is written. It is written. It is written. How do you know what is written if you have not read it? Someone with me this morning, put on your thinking cap. This message is for thinking people. This morning. This message will, will transform your life if you pay close attention. This message will take you away from the mercy, from being at the mercy of people. I don't like it in my life to go begging people for help. I've been disappointed in the past. I've been messed up. So before I go to where I am today, in looking to God for every need, it's been a journey. And I want you to get it quickly, get it early enough. You stop wasting your time sitting at somebody's office three hours, you can't see them. There is so much to eat, so much to study, so much to devour, so much to consume. It is written. It is written. It is written. Sit and left it. When it comes to you, how do you think you are going to defeat him? It is written. But when you don't know what is written, then you become a, a pawn on the chessboard of life. May you not become a pawn on the chessboard of life in the name of Jesus. No one has ever seen God at any time with the natural eyes. But we begin to know his nature and character as we give ourselves to his word. In Exodus 33, from verse 18 to 23, Moses cried out to God, show me your glory. He had walked with God so intimately. He said, I want to see your glory. God said, hey, no man can see my face and live. You will melt into oblivion. He said, but I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. And as I'm passing before you, I will put you in a hole and cover you with my hand. And I will lift my hand so that you can see my back part. It was the back part of God as he passed by. 
that Moses saw and he began to write Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Because he was given the... Many of you don't know probably that Moses wrote Genesis. He did. Because God caused him to see his background. See, this is where I'm coming from. That was in the Old Covenant. But God has always desired to dwell with his people. God has always desired to fellowship with his people. But Lord, if we see you, we will die. But I want you to see me. I want to dwell with you. I want to enjoy communion with you. That communion got broken when Adam fell. Because the Bible makes it clear that God used to come down at the cool of the day to fellowship with the first man and woman that he made. So we fast forward now from the old covenant to the new. We must understand that between the old covenant and the new, there is blood. The blood of the everlasting covenant, the blood of Jesus. The blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. It was this blood that gave us access directly to the Father. It was this blood that established the new covenant so that today we can fellowship one-on-one with God. Who are you under the old covenant to come to church without bringing animals? Who are you to come to the tabernacle with the kind of color combination that some of you are wearing? Your hair different color, your top different color, your skin different color, your shoe different. What? But glory be to God. Amen. <laughs> the blood of Jesus instituted the new covenant and gave us access directly to the Father. I'll show you a few scriptures. I'm not going to go too much into that because I'm going somewhere and it's a bit far from here. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, very quickly. I need the media this morning so I can cover some ground. This is called grace. The blood of Jesus provided grace for us so we can fellowship with the Father. Hebrews 4 16. says, let us therefore come how? Come on, say that word very well. Let us come intimidated. Let us come with fear. Let us come boldly to whose throne is the throne of grace? God's throne. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the hour of need. Even the throne is called the throne of grace. The blood of Jesus made it possible for us to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace and to call God our Father. Can I have an amen to that? Today we have access to our Heavenly Father. Today we have access to our Heavenly Father because of the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Go to Matthew 27 quickly. Matthew 27 verses 50 and 51 as he hung there on the cross the Bible says that he yielded up the ghost. Matthew 27 50 to 51. He yielded up the ghost when the money was come. Come on now. Come on. Come on. 50 to 51. 50 to 51. Jesus, when he had prayed again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Now, he's, he's, he was there on the cross for you and for me to take care of our sins, past, present, and future. He carried everything on himself. And so this was the crescendo of that sacrifice. When he yielded up the ghost, he cried with a loud voice and then yielded up 
the ghost. The Bible says in the next verse, and behold, the veil of the temple. Jesus didn't die in the temple. He was on the cross at Calvary. But then the veil inside the temple was rent in twain. Now this is old English. Was divided or cut into two. The Bible says from top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. What is the significance of those? Under the old covenant, even the priests were not allowed to go into the into the holiest of all, the holy of holies. Only the high priest once a year could go into the holy of holies. Now, there was the holy place and then there was the holy of holies and there was this curtain, like what we have here this morning as a backdrop, but very thick in dimension. You can find that online. It was so thick. It, it, it takes supernatural, the, the power of God. In fact, the Bible says, I mean, some Bible scholars have said that it was an angel that took his sword right there and cut that thing from top to bottom. As Jesus gave up the ghost, yielded the ghost, and his blood cascaded on the earth, Something happened in the temple. That curtain got torn from top to bottom. How? Under the old covenant, the high priest would be going there with his with blood, blood of animals, for the atonement of his own sins and for the atonement of the sins of the people. And as he was going there, Bible scholars said they would tie a chain around his leg or maybe around his waist. And as he was in the holiest of all. The Holy of Holies. From time to time, they will shake the chain. If he was still alive, he will shake it back. I'm still here. Fire has not consumed me with the sacrifice. If he was found guilty, fire consumed him, he would die. Nobody, nobody dared enter into that place to go and bring out his dead body. They would all die there. So they will use the chain to draw the body out. That's how hallowed that place was. Nobody could see what was there. But as Jesus yielded up the ghost, the Bible said the curtain of the temple got torn from top to bottom, giving us access to the Holy of Holies. Glory be to God. The simple significance of that is that we are able to now fellowship with God. We are now able to call God our Father. We are now able to say, Abba, Father. That's why Romans 8 and verse 15 tells us, we have not been given the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We have been adopted into the family of God. Can I have an amen? Come on, can I have an amen? Go to Ephesians now. Ephesians 1, I'm laying the foundation for what I want to share. How can you find out these things unless you sit down with your Bible? Unless you sit down and make time for the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 4 to 7 very quickly. Ephesians 1, 4 to 7. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. When did he choose us? If you got it right, when did he choose us? If he chose us before the foundation of the world, when will he unchoose us? Will he ever unchoose us? Somebody say, I am chosen. 
I am chosen. That's where that came from. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, he predestinated us to the adoption of children. The way you adopt children, he has adopted us by Christ. So when we receive Christ into our heart as Lord and Savior, we become adopted into the family of God. Then we bear God's name because when you adopt a child into a family, that child will start bearing that family name. <laughs> glory be to God. I said glory be to God. I'm in the family of God. I'm untouchable to you, Mr. Defeated Devil. According to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. That's another phrase there. He has made us accepted in the beloved. Somebody say, I am accepted in the beloved. You know, there are times that people don't like you and they don't want to have anything to do with you. You want to be their friend, but they don't want to be your friend. Maybe for some reason, their parents are richer than yours. They drive nicer cars. They live in a nicer, uh, you know, settlement, GRA, and you live in the ghetto. So, they don't want to have anything to do with you. And you really like this girl. Like, I mean, you're a girl as well. You just want to be a friend. She's your classmate. But she just wouldn't even talk to you. You say hello, she say hi, and then she walks away. Because of class. <laughs> Don't feel bad. You have been rejected by somebody that has class. But the Bible says you have been accepted in the beloved. <laughs> Glory be to God. This gives me a balance in life. I don't ever have a sense of inferiority complex to anybody. No matter who your father is. No matter how rich they are. I don't care. I don't, I don't make friends with you because of your social class or socioeconomic status. I know very well from the word of God that I have been accepted in the beloved. You may not accept me in your family. Thank God your family is not the beloved. <laughs> I have been accepted in the if you have this mentality, you'll be free. No matter who wants to be your friend, no matter who doesn't want to be your friend, it won't freak you because you have been accepted in the I'm accepted in the Lord. In the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. I don't know about you, but I am accepted in the beloved. I am I am accepted in God's family. Glory be to God. And your family is not as rich as God's family anyway. So calm down. Hallelujah. Somebody getting blessed already this morning. I want you to get this picture first of all. And then I'll build on it as I emphasize digging deep into the word of God. I want to give you a few scriptures that show us the redemption of man from the fall of Adam. Adam the first man fell and what he procured for mankind is called the curse of the law. The curse of breaking the law. Somebody say the curse of the law. The curse of the law means the curse of breaking the law. Adam broke the law. He committed treason. And so, the law came up. I mean, the curse came up. Out of the sweat of your bro, shall you eat bread. That sounds like hustling to me. You got to hustle. You hustle before you eat. It's a curse. We work. We don't hustle. Amen. I told the generation before you in the expression, I feel they have not told you before, so it's strange to you. 
I'm going to tell you now that you are blessed. I say you are blessed. I say you are blessed. You are not hustlers. You are the blessed people. So whatever you touch turns to gold. Can I have an amen? We work hard. We work smart. And the blessing of God comes upon what we do. Can I have an amen? So even if we sell ground north, we make a lot of profit from ground north. Can I have an amen? Because we are blessed and highly favored. We are not of the people that hustle until they hustle their lives out and have nothing to show for it. Double your hustle, Lord. It's from the curse. When God told them, out of the sweat of your face, will you eat bread? The ground will not produce fruit for you anymore, but, but thistles and thorns. It only yield in its full strength. It only brings something small. That's working like an elephant, eating like an ant. No, that's under the curse. And we have been redeemed from the curse of the Lord. I said we have been redeemed from the curse of the Lord. Every business we venture into brings us profit. Everything we venture into yields maximally to us. In our academics, we put in our best and we get good results. Excellent results. As the portion of the blessed people, those who have been accepted in the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. So I'm not surprised if I go to any nation of the world and I'm favored. I'm not surprised. People will fight and fight and fall over one another to favor you. <laughs> I needed accommodation one time in America and two guys were competing. No, 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 he's going to stay with me. No, no, no. I picked him up at the airport. We're not there at the airport. God is my witness. Evan, Texas, 2016. No, 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 no. Please allow me, allow, allow me. Even if it's one night, let let the man of God sleep in my house. Somebody say favor. That's the portion of those who have been accepted in the beloved. Anybody that rejects you, make they've made the mistake of their lives. So it's not time to go and drink pipe because somebody broke your heart. Somebody broke your relationship. Why did you give them your heart? Give your heart to Jesus. That's deep. That's deep. Glory be to God. Somebody get it blessed this morning. Adam purchased the curse for mankind, but Jesus came and reversed it and gave us the blessing instead of the curse. How did he do this? He achieved it by his blood. Blood! Blood. Blood was involved. Blood is still involved today between us and God. You see this book called the Bible? It's sealed in blood. Blood covenant. Blood covenant. That's why God does not turn his back on his word. Because the blood of his son is involved. When people make a blood covenant, it's a dangerous thing. Because what we are seeing is all my enemies become your enemies from today and all your enemies become my enemies. I have access to all your blessings. You have access to all mine. When they come against me to beat me up and I don't have enough strength against them, you are under a bond to come and fight for me. It's covenant. The two of us are committed. So we can't bail out on each other. And I tell you what, God is a covenant keeping, covenant honoring God. In Genesis, after wiping that generation that didn't listen to him, he said, the next time you see the cloud come up and I put a bowl in the cloud, 
which is called rainbow. They say, I want you to know that it's the covenant between me and you that I will not destroy the world again with the flood. And it is there unto perpetual generations. A few days ago, I went to pick my children from school and I saw the two of them from the back. They were trying to look out of the window. I said, why you don't look out of the window? They don't do that normally. See, daddy, we see rainbow. Rainbow is so beautiful. I said, come on, and look out of the window too. And then look from the windshield. I said, now, don't look out of the window anymore. Look through the windshield. My beautiful rainbow in the clouds. And some people that were passing by and driving past us were wondering what's wrong with this family. Where they have never seen rainbow before. <laughs> they didn't go away. See, we got home. I began to explain to my children. I said, why I'm excited every time I see a rainbow in the cloud is because this is there for the perpetuity of the covenant of God. For the perpetuity of the covenant. That this covenant is unto perpetual generations as long as this earth remains. Anytime you see a rainbow, that's a symbol of the covenant. That our God is dependable. Our God is reliable. Our God is faithful. If everybody walks out on you, God will not bail out on you. Covenant keeping God. The rainbow should have ended with the old covenant. After all, some people say, don't read the Old Testament. Just be reading the new. People who, are, who have lopsided knowledge, who don't know what they are talking about. They have no understanding, full understanding of the scripture. Half truth is as dangerous as a lie. God said, unto perpetual generations. And a few days ago, I saw the rainbow. Every time I've seen the rainbow, I've always screamed, I've always celebrated. You know what I'm celebrating? The covenant. The covenant. The covenant. If I can see the rainbow in the sky, I say, Lord, you are still there. No physicist put it there. In the physics lab, we have faith only. Through, I don't know what they call that thing. That, that subject is called light. And then there's a glass prism. And there's a way they do maybe refraction of some sort. And then you have the fake one. The original one is in the sky. Nobody put a position, a glass prism on the earth against the sun to produce a rainbow. The hand of God produced that rainbow. That same hand is keeping your life. You are not going to go under. Anybody in trouble this morning, you are coming out. <laughs> God will put a new song in your heart. Because there is blood between us. Leviticus 17.11 Let me show you the old covenant picture of what Christ achieved for us in the new covenant. Everything you see in the old covenant is a type and a shadow of the new. In Leviticus 17 and verse 11, the Bible says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Only the blood of Jesus can make an atonement for our souls, not the blood of animals. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Till today, the life of the flesh is in the blood. We want to know how healthy your life is. We take a sample of your blood. We take it to the laboratory. And then the lab scientists and the microbiologists can begin to come up with all kinds of medical jargons. Medical terminologies. Glory be to God. The Bible says, I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. What altar? The, 
the altar of Calvary. This was the Old Testament shadow of what Jesus was going to accomplish in the new. Under the Old Covenant, their sins were covered. Under the new, we are washed completely. Completely and totally forgiven. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Let's read the full scriptures. Hebrews 9.22 For without the shedding of blood is no remission of sins. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 And almost all things are by the law touched with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Now, let's go into a journey. Hebrews 10. Lord, have, have mercy on me because of time this morning. I have a long way to go, but I need to lay this foundation. I want somebody to be confident in God from this morning. I want your confidence level to come up. For you to know that you were bought by the blood of Jesus and that you are securely saved. Glory be to God. Let's read Hebrews 10 from verse 1 all the way to 27. That's where we're going to stop. For the law, having a shadow. Now, this is one epistle, you know, one continuous epistle broken into chapters and verses just for ease of reading and comprehension. So, whatever he was saying in chapter 9 about the blood, in fact, you see the blood all through the book of Hebrews. It really dealt with our covenant. It also dealt with tithing. The book of Hebrews is deep, and I think everybody should read it. Make some time to just read it. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, the law, old covenant, having a shadow of good things to come in the new, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually make the comers there unto perfect. Every year, they went up to sacrifice unto the Lord. They brought goats and they brought all kind of animals. Sin offering, peace offering. To make sacrifice to God. But the Bible says that the blood of those animals cannot make you perfect. And that's why they did it every year. Year in, year out. Even the high priest had to do for himself. Every year. But glory be to God when Jesus showed up he did it once and for all. Can I have an amen? Jesus is not dying every year on the cross of Calvary. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. Abi? But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of gold should take away sins. It is not possible. Sin was committed by man. The blood of an animal cannot take away a sin committed by a man. It took another man, the son of God, who became the son of man, to take away the sins of man. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body, a body has thou prepared me a body to be sacrificed. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. These were words about the Messiah. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, No, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, 
that he may, he may establish the second. He taketh away the old covenant that he may establish the new covenant. Can I have an amen to that? By the which will we are sanctified. We are set apart. Sanctified means set apart for a holy use. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We are set apart for a holy use. We are not set apart for sin. We are set apart to be used by God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ once for all. And every high priest standard daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. We refer to Jesus here as this man. Because the Son of God became the Son of Man. A man needed to take away the Son of Man. Not an animal. So in certain places they call churches today, when you have a problem and you go to them, they say go and buy a goat. And they will do some kind of magic for you to renew your life. Go to renew human life. That's a complete violation of the word of God. Whether even the Old Testament or the New. Because even under the Old Covenant, their lives were not renewed. The sins were covered. Christ came and abolished it all. Glory be to God. Now, from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that, he has said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Listen to the covenant. Say the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Hey, did you just read that from your Bible? Their sins and iniquities I will bring up once in a while. I will remember after 10 years. When will you remember? This was the scripture I used yesterday at the Polytechnic Bank. Even though I didn't read it, I quoted it. Does that, that shouldn't that make you happy? Shouldn't that make you excited and blessed? That your sins and iniquities, even though the devil remembers, <laughs> and it reminds you, God said, I will remember no more. The devil is a master in bringing up your past. Hey, you know, you know what you did two years ago? It was around June also. And it was raining that Sunday morning. Remember? Remember! So don't lift up holy hands when you get to church this morning. When everybody's lifting holy hands, your hands are not holy. Keep them in your pocket and ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. If care is not taken, the devil can give you prayer points. I will shock you. You think it's every prayer point that God hears? No. If you read your Bible in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, it says that this is the confidence that we have in him. That whatsoever we ask according to his will, he heareth us. It's not just whatsoever we ask that God hears. We have to ask according to his will. You may be asking something that is not the will of God. God is looking at you. Your mouth is open.
closing, opening and closing, but God can't hear what you're saying, not because he's deaf, but he can only hear his will. Lord, I love that man, and I really want you to give him to me. He should be my husband normally, but the lady was smarter than me, or found him first, but I believe in my spirit, that's my husband, that's my man. In the name of Jesus, God will not hear that prayer. It is called inordinate affection. You know how as rascals in secondary school, you they had these beautiful teachers who were yet single. Uh, some of them married, but very beautiful and all set. Uh, English language teachers. I don't know something about those English language teachers. You know, all set. And then you come to class and then she'll be teaching and, and men, boys are like, no. <laughs> they, they can't hear the teacher. They can hear their emotions. And you're desiring and lusting after the woman. Like, she's just. Is it possible to marry this woman? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't lift your hand. But if you, if you know what I'm talking about, say amen. No, only the guys who know what I'm talking about. All the guys that know what I'm talking about, say amen. <laughs> now you know that is inordinate affection. That doesn't belong to you. She doesn't belong to you. That's a prayer outside the will of God. All the enemies from my father's house, what are you still waiting for? So much or die, fire! Oh. When the word of God says, thou preparest the table before me, it right in the presence of my enemies. Did he say they are absent? There are many prayers people pray outside of the will of God. God will not hear. And what he does not hear, he does not answer. He answers what he hears. Can you answer what you don't hear? When you go to the embassy and they ask you a question and you don't, you can't hear the question, don't pretend and smile and say yes. Like, are you really sure that uh, the fugitive visa, you're not really going to disappear in the United States of America, really never come back because we have looked at you, it looks like you might, have, you might never come back. And, and you didn't hear what they said. And they, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of. What? You just confirm their fears. They're going to refuse the visa. You know, Nigerians pretend they lost. I was at a Christian program years ago, singles program at the cultural center. And they brought this American preacher. And I didn't hear what the guy was saying. But people laughed around me from time to time. So at some point, I didn't know what he said. That was funny. So I asked the guy next to me, I said, what did he say? He said, man. That guy, man. I said, what did he say? Everybody laughed now. Yeah. Everybody was laughing and you also joined in the laughter. Why are you pretending? You didn't hear. God does not answer a prayer that he does not hear. And he cannot hear unless you pray according to his will. And what is his will? His word. His word. This is the will of God. This is the will. This is the will of God. That's why the most potent kind of prayer is the prayer prayed from the word of God. Word-based prayer. Are you with me, church? We're still in Hebrews chapter 10. I need to move very quickly. Hebrews chapter 10. He said, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. This gives me joy. God will not remember anymore. The only person that will remember is Satan. And when he brings up your past, bring up his future. Amen. You know his future? 
Let him be doing whatever he's doing all over the world today. Gallivanting across the nations. He's going to hell. He will end up in hell. Remind him of his, of his future. In fact, remind him of his past too. Because he doesn't have a glorious past. He was the head of the choir in heaven. He lost his place. Remind him how he lost his job. Then he wants to run away. Tell him, come back. Don't run away, Mr. Devil. Let me remind you of your future. You're going to hell. He will leave you for a season. Now, verse 18. Where remission of this is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Having therefore, boldness to enter into the holiest, the holiest place where that curtain was torn. Having therefore, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. We have boldness to come to the throne of God because the blood of Jesus gives us the password. It is the password. The blood of Jesus is the password to enter the inbox of God. You want to hack God's iPhone? You don't need to hack. Enter by the blood of Jesus. This Greek word translated boldness here is also interpreted as freedom of speech. So we can say, having therefore, brethren, freedom of speech to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Amen. By a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, not the pure water we drink in Nigeria, please. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for his faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Some people like to not come to church. The Bible said, don't forsake our assembly together as the manner of some ease, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. For if we sin, listen to me, those who listen to hypergrace messages, listen to this now. If we sin, for if we sin willfully, if we sin willfully, if we intentionally commit sin, after you have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. But what are we looking for? But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which devour the adversaries. As a child of God, one of the things that happens in your spirit is the day you give your life to Christ, the desire to sin should not be there anymore. That thing that wants to, like I really want to, I want to. Now, the flesh still has its appetites, but your spirit now has appetite for God, for holiness, for righteousness. So the desire in you to really want to go all out and, and stay in your boyfriend's house and, and have sex with your girlfriend and steal money from your boss and, and tell a lie and get involved in for your reason, that thing is no longer there. If it finds its way back there, you need to rededicate your heart. The Bible says if we willfully sin after we've got the knowledge of the truth, you still have sugar daddies after you're born again and you're like the holiest of all in church, but you're sleeping around. 
looking for. I don't want to misquote it. Because I didn't write this. The Holy Ghost wrote this. You are, you are, the Bible says, but a certain fearful looking forth of judgment. Say with me. A certain, I know your voice is low. Make it high. A certain fearful looking forth of judgment. Now, judgment is sitting on the throne. But you are looking for it. Judgment, where are you? Judgment, where are you? Let's be careful. Don't toy with sin. Children of God, don't mess with sin. Well, if I do it, God's going to forgive me. Yeah, but you are looking for and you are certainly looking for careful. Don't let any gospel preacher deceive you. You're fine. You can do anything. You're covered by grace. Grace is no sin and it's no license to sin. You want to serve God, serve God. I made that commitment to God at the beginning of the expression house not to compromise the truth of his word. Some don't like it. They fought me over the years. They criticized me. That's fine. But I thank God for those who have listened and whose lives have become better. And they are free today. Nothing makes you free like the truth of the word of God. Who the son makes free is free indeed. Glory be to God. Today we have access to the Father. Because of the blood of Jesus. We have redemption through the blood. Church, I want you to know. Please value your salvation. You are not redeemed by perishable things. Like money. Like silver and gold. We were bought. By the very blood of the son of God. That makes us precious. If you buy your handbag with a thousand US dollars, you will not treat that handbag the same way you will treat the one you bought with 1,000 naira. A thousand US dollars today stands at about 755,000 naira. That's a little change, less than 1 million naira. And that's what you carry around. You take it to special events. Not the event they do outside, no canopy. Or the canopy's tent. Tent. There's a difference between mate and tent. You know what I'm saying, obviously. There are some events you go to, you fight, you have to use your connection to get a plate of jollof rice. Especially here in Nigeria. You know what I'm talking about? You have to go and explain and introduce yourself. I am the pastor of the mother of the bride. I am the neighbor to the uncle of the brother, of the sister, of the nephew of the celebrant. Give me a plate of rice now. They will give it to you. But I can bet it. You have to fight to get a very hot bottle of Coke. But there are certain events you go to. Before you get there, they have apples already served on each table. More than enough. They know the number of seats. 
and they have one pasit. Then they have chin-chin family. They have, they have other things, mint, red mint, and a couple of other things. Then when you enter, you have a bottle of water on your table. Then they greet you with a plate of small chops. Not one to be shared by four people. You know what I'm saying? This is per person. Not the one that, as you're eating it, it's a competition. This guy not chop the dinner though. Ah, the boy in jungle. Who's this guy? You get very hungry. So you swallow. You swallow your samosa. You you grab the spring rolls. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? And when the guy grabs the spring rolls before you say, ah, then you're gunning for the chicken. Then the next guy takes the chicken. Ah! You smile like it doesn't pain you, but it's paining you. But imagine when the Lord prepares a table before you. Everything you need is on that table. Your admission letter is on the table. Your grant is on the table. Your, your, your husband is on the table. Your wife is on the table. Your visa is on the table. Your scholarship is on the table. Your healing is on the table. Your health is on the table. Your promotion is on the table. Your favor is on the table. Pick it now by faith in Jesus' name. I want to move very fast. There are a couple of other scriptures that allude to the truth that the blood of Jesus gives us access. Colossians 1, 12 to 14. First John 1, 9 tells us that if we sin, if we make a mistake, if you trip, we all do from time to time. We say, hey, confess it before the Father. When you do that, we have the assurance that he's going to forgive you and he's going to cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. Not some of them, all of them. Can I, say, can I hear somebody say all of them? Galatians 3, 13 and 14. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of breaking the law. Adam purchased the curse for us. Christ redeemed us from the curse. And today we have the blessing of Abraham. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He being made a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come amongst the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. What is the curse of the law? Early death. Spiritual death. That's separation from God. Then early physical death. Dying at 19, 29, 39, 42, 45. 68, not from God. It's not the will of God. God wants us to live long. Genesis 6, 3, it says, My spirit will not always strive with man, for that he is flesh, and the number of his days shall be 120. In Psalm 91 and verse 16, it says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isaiah 46 and verse 4, it said, I, will, I have made you and I will bear you. I will carry you to who are his. To his, white with age. Is your hair white with age already? Let me ask your neighbor, how old are you? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Part of the curse of the law is sickness and disease. We have been redeemed from it. If it comes on us, we should cast it down because we have been bought back from it. We should not carry it anymore. Somebody say, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So speak to your body. Say, body! Line up. You have been redeemed. We have also been redeemed. Part of the curse of the law is poverty and lack. When you can't pay your bills, it's not nice. I've been there. Ah, uh, no. Really not nice. Not nice. When you're really hungry and you can't feed yourself. I mean, you just desire a plate of papada rice. And by the side, you don't mind a scoop of plantain. But your pocket says, 
Gari Ateka. Without the luxury of milk or sugar. Don't get it twisted. Now that's even easier. What if you have to pay your bills, you have to pay your school fees, and nobody is helping, and you don't have money? What if you have to pay your house rent, and there's no money? And you have been threatened to be ejected? Those days are gone in the name of Jesus. Today, we are free. We are made free by the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ. Somebody say, I am free. But how can we enjoy freedom when we don't know? And how can we know if we don't get into the world? Beloved, listen to me. It is your responsibility to get into the world and find out who you are in Christ, what Christ has accomplished for you, and how to access what belongs to you. Christianity is not just about, Lord, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. You need to find out what your responsibilities are. And I'm telling you one of them this morning. I read this again to your hearing. Beloved, it is your responsibility. Say after me. It is my responsibility to get into the word. Come on, say after me. To get into the word on a daily basis and find out who I am in Christ. What Christ has accomplished for me. And how to access what belongs to me. Amen. May the Lord help you in your resolve to get into the word of God. May the Lord help you. As you determine to get into the word daily, may the Lord help you. Look, we can come to that point when you are hungry and thirsty for the word of God daily. One week. One, no, they say seven days make one week. Seven days without the word of God make one spiritually weak. W-E-A-K. You will be so weak, you will be surprised. <laughs> when the issues of life come, somebody will tell you, let me take you to one herbalist and you will go. And you will be in the herbalist place and be asking yourself, how did I get here? I know I shouldn't be here. But you are too weak to even resist the advice to go there. You know you can be so strong that a piece of advice comes, you bounce it immediately. Shut up! In the name of Jesus. That's when you're strong. But when you're so weak, okay, okay, the man can help me, okay, let's go there. I will repent later, she's going to get solution. How do you look unto Jesus? Through the word. I want to pray for you today. As you get into the word, May you recapture your identity in Christ in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 27, 19. Media, quickly. I'm now getting to the body of the message. Proverbs 27 and verse 19. Next Sunday is going to be connected. I'm not going to preach. Proverbs 27 and verse 19. Today you are stuck with me. Say amen. Proverbs 27 and verse 19. Let's read it together, everybody. As in water. Face answereth to face, so the heart of man to man. Do you understand what that means? As in water, face answereth to face. You know, you can put water in a bowl and look at your face. I don't know what color the bowl has to be, but it has to be the color where you can see your face. Back in the day, before the advent of the mirror, before glass was manufactured, I believe they used water to check their faces. 
You can look at your face as in water. Face answered to face. What is water? Even today, if you go to some river, quiet, flowing stream, gently flowing stream, you can see your face. But what is that water? What is the significance of water in the Bible? Water is one of the symbols of the word of God. Ephesians, now, first of all, uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Planted in the word of God. He said your leaves will not wither. You bring forth fruit in your season. And whatever you do shall prosper. If you plant yourself in the word of God, whatever you do will prosper eventually. What is water? Ephesians 5 and verse 26. Quickly, can you give that to me on the screen? Ephesians 5 and verse 26. Ephesians 5, 26. That it might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water. How? By the word. The word of God is God's water. Can I have an amen? This is the water to renew our mind. This is the water to bathe our mind. Our mind is dirty many times. There are all kind of filthy thoughts going through the mind. All kind of warfare going through our mind. But when you get into God's bathroom and you take a shower, you are going to wash all the filth away. A shower of the word of God. That's what we do when we come to church. We're in God's bathroom. Our mind is being bathed by the word of God. I will never forgive that girl. You come to church, you hear God's word, and you break down and cry like a baby. Lord, I forgive her. Your mind has been bathed. How can I ever make it in life? Nobody knows me. Nobody cares about me. I don't even have parents. You come to church, you hear, with God, through God, you can do all things. And all of a sudden, possibility emerges from your spirit. And you say, I can do all things. Your mind has been bathed by the word of God. Gonna go have free sex for lunch after church. Let me go to church and dance before the Lord. After all, for Robi Moshe, after all, for Robi Moshe, after all, for Robi Moshe, if God is not blessing me, why would my sugar daddy be buying me iPhones? They are, they are even competing to buy phone for me. No, massive favor, massive favor. Massive sin, massive destruction, massive fearful looking for of judgment. Be careful. Young ladies, be careful. You ruin someone else's marriage, you have sown a seed into your future. Be careful. You might not like it, but you need it. Let the church say amen. Where did I stop? Talking about the mirror of the word of God now. The adversary, our defeated Mr. Devil, Mr. Defeated Devil, tells you you are worthless, you are useless, you have no future, and it keeps harassing your mind with the with these toxic thoughts. But if you turn to the word of God, the mirror of destiny, you will see your perfect picture in Christ, and you will tell the enemy to get lost in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? James chapter 1, I don't have time to read it, verses 22 to 25. The Bible describes the word of God as the mirror of destiny. In verse 25, say, also looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. This man shall be pledged, even a doer, and not a forgetful hearer. 
but the door of the world. This man shall be blessed in all his deeds. The word of God is the mirror of destiny. Let me jump ahead of myself. What do you get from the word of God? One, the word of God shows you your identity in Christ. The word of God shows you. When you look to the word, what do you get? The word shows you your identity in Christ. Your identity in Christ. And listen, your identity is your strength in the affairs of life. In the battles of life, your identity is your strength. Let me show you how that works. Papa Kenneth P. Hagin of Blessed Memory painted a picture in one of his books. He said a little lion, lion baby, lion cub, was captured by a hunter. The hunter took it home and put it in the midst of his sheep. Baby lion, growing with sheep. So, he would go and eat grass with them. Because he was growing with them, he thought he was also a sheep. He would go to the river and drink water with them. One day, as they went to the river to drink water, a big lion showed up and roared. Let the lion roar. Of all the animals in the jungle, none of them can withstand the lion. The Bible testifies in Proverbs 30, verses 29 to 30. There be three things that go well. They go well. Yea, four are comely in going. They don't walk anyhow. They go well. A lion goes well. They carry themselves with nice poles. You know what I'm saying? He said, number one, the lion which is strongest among beasts and turneth not away from any. The Bible says the lion does not turn away from any. If a lion sees a human being, it will first of all retreat. He has given you the respect and asking you to honor yourself now. Because the glory of God is on every man, so he will first of all respect God in your life, that God created you. He will give you space. Telling you to park well. Under two minutes, if you don't park well, he will park you. A man went to the zoo in UI several years ago. I believe in the 80s. Wanted to start a church. He said he had the power to tame a lion. And he, I don't know how he got into the into the place. He said the first time he entered, he said, Elijah Jam! Elijah Jam! The lion ran inside the cage. But the lion thought, ah, I don't turn away from any. Before he knew it, he charged on him and tore him in pieces. How many people have gone into the lion's den like Daniel and came back alive to tell the story? Did Daniel say, I want to go to the lion's den? So don't tempt yourself and be saying you are tempting God. When I get to your house and I see on your gate, beware of dogs, I respect myself. And I respect the dogs for what they are. We are not on the same intelligent level. I can't sit down with a Rottweiler and say, you know what? You know, what, what are we going to do tomorrow? No, we, we can't. It's slow. Yeah, Pastor, don't, don't, ah, Pastor, don't worry. Don't worry. He's a nice guy. No, not me and you. You either change that thing or I don't come to your house again. Not just to stop coming out forever. There are families I don't visit now because of the animal in their house. Those ones that lose their memory very quickly. 
The owner travels for three months, goes abroad, they come back, they can't remember the owner. How will, that be? How will you remember me? Yeah, I'm Pastor Fred, I was the one that came here to whistle last month. Are you with me, church? There will be three things that go well. Yeah, four coming going. Number one, the lion, which is strongest among these, and turneth not away from any. So this baby lion saw the big lion and all the sheep saw the big lion as the roar. They took off. The baby lion ran also with them. He took off from the big lion because he assumed that he was a sheep like them. One day they went for watering and this baby lion went alone to the stream. And as he was about to drink water, he saw the image of himself for the first time. But he assumed that it was that big lion that showed up to capture him. So he ran away from himself. Then after running away, he said, ah, nobody's chasing me here. Could, this, could that be me? Do I look like that thing that we normally run from? So he went back again. And check this time. Move this there to the left. Move there to the right. To the left. To the right. And discover that he looks exactly like that big thing. He said, wow. So this is who I am. To listen to Celine Dion a lot in those days. There's one song by Celine Dion. So this is who I am. Okay, that was, I, I guess it's in the negative. This one is in the positive. This guy saw himself. He said, So I look like that thing we are running away from. When he got back home, he didn't tell the other sheep. He had discovered himself. The next time they all went for water, the big lion showed up and roared. All the sheep took off. The baby lion stood still. The big lion came to the baby lion and they wagged their tails and he joined back his company. He looked at the sheep and said, Bye! See you in another life. He went back to his company. Today you recapture your identity in Christ. Today you go back to your company. Some of us are eagles, we are flocking with chickens. You are lions, you are flocking with sheep. It is the word of God that shows you your true identity in Christ. I don't have time to quote it. Ephesians 1, 4 to 7, we read it earlier. We have been accepted in the beloved. That's part of our identity. Accepted in the beloved. Who are you? Accepted in the beloved. Who are you? A child of the Most High God. I have been accepted. I have been adopted into God's family. I'm a child of the Most High God. You don't mess with me. Do you mess with the child of the president? Excuse me? You see the child of the president, you slap him? Because uh, he didn't greet you. They will carry you, put you where you belong. Court case 2098. Forgotten. Listen. Your identity is your strength in battle. You remember when people want to fight us. And they push your chest. Who are you? <laughs> you know why they are asking that question? They want to know. You don't need to shout. I'm the first daughter of the governor of this state. Now, no matter how muscular the guy is, no matter how devilish the devil has possessed him, if he hears and he now kind of looks around and sees some men who are not uniformed, but they carry some equipment, and the look on their faces is saying, 
just know you are already in trouble. We are waiting for you to slap her. You pushed her already, you are in trouble, but you are waiting, just make the next move to push her. Then God said, ah, ah, no, I'll actually, ah, the word befriended means your identity. Every challenge of life is asking for your identity. Every battle you go through is asking, who are you? That's why Nigerians like to say, do you know who I am? Who are you now? Do you know why they tell you, do you know who I am? They want to intimidate you. So that by the time you know who they are, you say, ah, bros, ah, I'm sorry, man. I'm the head of DSS for your state. Ah, DSS! Ah, 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 ah. Your identity is your strength in battle. Your identity. Do you know you just stepped on the daughter of the VC of your university? Oh, I'm sorry, daughter of the VC. Identity. There is no way you can know your identity unless from the word of God. Can I have an amen to that? I might not be able to exhaust this today. Ah! But I wish. Number two. I, don't, I want to give you examples of your identity before I go to point number two. Example number one, you're a child of God. Example number two, you're a friend of God. We find that from the scriptures. Henceforth, I call you no more slave or servant. I now call you friend. Number three. Example number three, you are a sheep of his pasture and a lion in him. Psalm 100 verse 3 tells us God, God made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. But you are not just a sheep. You are also a lion. Jesus Christ is the lamb of God. Is that, is that right? Come on, talk to me. Is that right? But do you know he's also the lion of the tribe of Judah? There are times it's your sheep nature that plays out. But there need to be times when your lion nature needs to come out. Especially when the devil is harassing your life. When it comes to dealing with the devil, you need to poke your finger in his face and rebuke him and say, in the name of Jesus, you get out of my house. It's not the time to say, devil, devil, please go. This trouble is too much. This wala is too much. Wala, no, they finish. Wala has to finish in your life, man. Can I have an amen? Let the lion in you grow. One day I will teach you about the lion. The lion has attributes that every child of God needs to have. One of them is boldness. Courage. Courage to face anything in life. One of the things that Satan attacks is our courage. Even doesn't want us to believe in God. Doesn't want us to be confident in God. So much so that you are afraid of everything. Let the lion roar. There's a lion in you. Say there's a lion in me. And that lion likes to feed every day. One of the attributes of lion is that they are fed on fresh meat. Daily. Fresh meat. To keep a lion in your house, you must be a multi-multi-millionaire or billionaire. Otherwise, life is not safe in that environment. Vet doctors and those who take care of lions. They throw goats at them. Goats. Fresh goats. Why we kill it? Take care of it. They don't bring stale meat. Oh, actually, we threw a big goat last week. Finish it. Still be eating it now. No. Fresh. Fresh. Otherwise, life is not safe. Do you know that you are a lion in him? Do you know you are a lion in Christ? 
Do you know you are a lion in Christ? That's why you need to feed on the word of God every day, on a daily basis. That's why Matthew chapter 6, one of the verses there, he said, give us this day our daily bread. The word of God is the food for your spirit man. You need to feed daily, otherwise you'll be weak. If you don't eat your apple, your rice, yam, shawarma, and all the things you eat on a daily basis, you'll be weak. When you are hungry, you are weak, you can't fight. You can be angry, but you can't fight. When you are hungry for three days, you are just drinking water, mixing it with Gary. They say, let's go to the gym. Which gym? You are the gym. So that gym does not gym you. You don't go to the gym. I beg those of you, we are fasting next month. Those of you that go to gym and pump iron. Don't go to gym during the fast, though. Another example of who you are is that you are an ambassador of Christ. Another example is you are a king and priest. No time to go into these scriptures tonight. I want to wrap up. Let me wrap up this way. Number two point. I told you number one, the word of God shows you your identity in Christ. Do you have that captured already? Do you have it captured already? Number two, and this is where I'm going to stop. The word, the word of God opens you up to a world of limitless possibilities. The word of God opens you up. It destroys every satanic yoke over your life and then opens you up to a world of limitless possibilities. (laughs) Limitless possibilities are found in Christ. Do you know it is possible to have brand new eyes? Brand new. Brand new body parts. Amen? You know where the limit is? It's in your mind. The limit is in your mind. That's why you need to renew your mind by the word of God. The word is the answer to mind renewal. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. But be renewed. Be renewed. He said do not be conformed to this word, but be renewed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God renews your mind. As you meditate on the word of God, it begins to change your thinking. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Listen to me, church. A renewed mind accommodates the possibilities of God 24-7. Deuteronomy 34 verse 7 tells us, Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet, his eyes were not dim, nor his natural force abated. Moses was as strong at 120 as he was at 40. Possibilities. Possibilities. (laughs) Let me wrap up this way. This word of God, as you get into it, will make all things possible for you. You'll be thinking positively. You'll be thinking in terms of God's abilities and possibilities. Let me ask you. Abuja, stop where you are. She's a nursing student. All of you medical students and nursing students. Is it possible for a genotype to change? From AS to AA. According to the books, yes or no? No. A nurse said no. A doctor said no. 
Any other witness in the house? Yes or no? Is it possible? Another doctor here? No? It's not possible. Abi? According to your books and according to your lecturers, it is not possible. But according to my God, if you stand on Mark 9.23, can I have that on the screen? Quickly, please. I want to show you something this morning. Mark 9.23. I'm wrapping up. Jesus said unto him, Read it, everybody. What did Jesus say? If thou canst believe, a few things are possible to him that believeth. Please give it to me in NIV. Quickly. I don't know canst, if thou canst. Because it sounds like cannot. Want to go. If you can, said Jesus. Everything is possible for one who believes. Did he say everything? Everything minus genotype. A lady in this church dared to believe God for a change of her genitals. It was AS. Sixth of August, 2021. And having been fed with the word of God in this house, and having had a proclamation from the senior pastor also that these things, genotype can change, all things are possible. The day she did that test, that first scan or test, and they gave her the result, she said, no, this is not my result. I don't believe God for AS, I believe God for AA. How many things are possible to him that believes? I have the result here. on the lab. This is a very popular lab. Where she did this one. AA. And has gone back where they said AS and they found AA. One out of many. If you say it is impossible, it will be impossible. If you say it is possible, it will be possible. The choice is yours. This is the word of God. If you believe it, it will work. If you don't, it won't. You choose. Let me tell you as I close. The word of God makes you operate in some strange dimensions. It is called the supernatural. Because they are not normal. These are not things you see every day. Not everybody can say, no, I reject it. I reject AS. It will be A. They will do it 1,000 times. It will be AS. But faith in God. Jesus said in Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. How can you have faith? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't have time for the word of God, you are too busy for the word. You'll be too busy for faith. And if you are too busy for faith, you'll be too busy for possibilities. It was from the word of God I found out about the nine gifts of the spirit. Having studied them deeply, I found out that the Holy Spirit imparts to me the gift of special faith. And I'm not special. 
He imparted to everyone that is thirsty and hungry. So, it is your thirst and your hunger for God and your yieldedness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit that determine how useful you will be in the kingdom. I'm not trying to make myself any more special than you. If your thirst and your hunger for God and your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit and your dogged commitment to the word of God that determine your usefulness in this kingdom. I've seen the gift of faith operate in my life a couple of times, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'll share some of them with you. My marriage was three months, and we hit a crisis. 2010, we got married. And by March, we were in a very bad place. February into March. They were very dark days. One evening after Expression House, Expression House used to be an afternoon church at that time. I finished pastoring and preaching. We went home. This was about 6.37. 6.30 going to 7 p.m. My wife and I could hardly sleep because of the crisis. We we'll breathe in the night. I would breathe on my bed. And she would say, ah, Oni, you're not sleeping. I was like, ah, you too. how do you know? You're awake. It looked as if our joy had escaped out of the window. But that night we returned from church. That evening we returned from church. I said, no, things have to change. I said to my wife, do you know you can be pregnant tonight? It was like a flame. And it was as though God was waiting for me to make that decree. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are my eternal witnesses. My wife also bearing me witness forever. Those were the people there in that room. Do you know you can be pregnant tonight? After making that declaration, there was a thunder that struck across our building. We were living in a small flat. It was an adjoining flat to the main one, like a boy's quarters, but they built it as a mini flat. We just got married, so we needed a small space. It ran, that thunder ran across the property. Our mirror shook. In fact, after it left, I had to look because there were some banana trees at the back of our, and I like bananas, so I had to quickly look. I hope this has not destroyed the bananas. They were still there. The orange tree was still there, intact. You know, sometimes, I've had stories of thunder striking like that and tearing trees. I said, don't tear what you. It was an affirmation from heaven. You know what a man and a woman do when they want to have a baby? We had a praise worship session. And it was beautiful. Glory be to God. Now, don't, don't look at me like, oh, pastor, you're so, no, 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 no. Otherwise, I will, I will send you home. Because I don't know how you got here. Your dad and mom were worshiping also. Bro, they dropped from the tree. Ah. No! Some of us think that we know more about sex than our parents. Like, you don't know anything. Our generation, this is the woke generation. What do you know? Oh, woke anything. Were you the one that taught them how to do it before you could? Nonsense. Anyways. She got pregnant. I think it was 12 weeks into the pregnancy, we just discovered, you know, even though she was pregnant, but she was behaving funny, having funny feelings, having funny appetite. 
You know, started asking for a call. Normally, my wife, a call came. My wife, one of our friends in Lagos, anytime she got pregnant, she would go to police station and sit down there. She enjoyed the smell of the petrol. I'm not exaggerating. I'm, I'm preaching from the pulpit. My, my wife's friend. But for my wife, a call, a kuru, some kind of very funny something. You know? Ladies and gentlemen, we did the scan. We did our calculation. It went back to that man. That was how Tremilua came. By the gift of faith, which I discovered from the word of God. Your destiny is here. Don't allow the devil cheat you anymore. When that boy became two years old, the devil struck with a chest infection. My boy was releasing saliva from his mouth. The saliva was offensive. Like a soccer way. Terrible smell. Again, by the gift of faith, when we went to the hospital, they ran the test. The doctor looked at him and said, Sir, this result is really bad, but this boy does not look this way. I said, He can never look it. I know how God gave me. God gave me that boy. That's why I named him Tirenyolua. It's not my result. And no, no matter where he goes in the world, he will do well. He came from God. It is your source that determines your size. I don't wait for the world to tell me who I am. I allow the word to tell me who I am. If you allow the world out there to tell you who you are, you are done for. They will tell you you are a failure. Nobody likes you. Where are you from? You have no pedigree. You are not from the social family. You are not from social family. If your name clashes with another one that is popular, they say, oh, you mean you must be the daughter of the senator? You say, no, you are not related. So which one are you? Which Ajakai are you? You say, I'm from Oshu. Excuse me, sorry. We, are, uh, we even thought it was the same senator Ajakai from Oshu State. Please go. The world will mess you up. The world will build you up. Which one do you prefer? The one, the one that messes you up or the one that builds you up? I don't have, by the grace of God, any inferiority complex to anybody in the world today. Because of what I've discovered from the word. If God is doing amazing things in your life, I celebrate. The same God that is cooking the soup has not left the kitchen. What he does for one, he can do for others. What he has done before, he can do again. This word of God, I beg you, expression house, will open you up to a world of possibilities. With God, all things are possible. A couple came last year to see me. They've been married for some time. I was there on their wedding day. They had issues with having children because they discovered the guy had hypospermia. His case was not even low sperm count. I think it's zero. We pray. People pray. Somehow, a miracle almost happened. The lady became almost kind of pregnant. Almost. The devil struck. He was gone. That now doubled up their sorrow. So they spoke to me on the phone. They are not members of the church, but they respect me a lot. Their mom, the mom of the bride, knows me. I said, come to our place. So they came to our place last year. On the night, I invited the man of God from the UK. When we were done, there was no time again. So we met at the parking lot there. Just to listen to the word of God. I said, man of God, let's join hands. 
this couple is the condition. Let's believe God. I want them to carry their baby. They stood there, just outside there. They didn't go to any mountain. People think when you travel to Oshun, that's where your prayer will be answered. The mountain is very high. Make sure you go to a mountain that's 100 kilometers high, 100 meters or whatever. I don't know the dimension. Nonsense. You can pray on your bed. God will hear. Can I have an amen? That is the New Testament advantage. Mm. In the days of Elijah, they had to go up Mount Carmel. Mm. Somewhere lived in Ramah. Mm. In the Nioth, the Nioth of God. But in the New Testament, anywhere. Yesterday, I got a call from their mom. Pastor, I want to share good news with you. Mention the lady's name. Heavily pregnant now. And to crown it all, God gave them scholarship to go to Canada. So she's going to Canada to have the baby. Tell me what God cannot do. The word of God opens you up to a world of possibilities. One of our sisters had fallopian tube blockage. God opened it. Then the following year, which was last year, ablaze. I think God came with some babies last year, ablaze. For those who came for babies. For those who came for ideas, concepts, and insights, he also gave them. Whatever you look for, God will give you. It's the multi-breasted one. His name is Jehovah Jireh. God came. God gave her the baby in the womb. After one month, the family called me and said, Pastor, we have something to share with you. We have something to, we have been keeping it from you. We need to share with you. Husband and wife used to come to this church. So I went to their home. And they brought that medical report upon medical report. Tuba blockage. Tuba blockage. I said, what tuba blockage? They said, to blocked. I said, unblock it now. They can't unblock it. They said, but the power of God unblocked it at a place two years ago. I said, wow. They said they believe it happened on Sunday when senior pastor came. The lady rededicated her life when I ministered on Friday. Sunday pastor came and said, anybody having health issues around the stomach area? And she came out. And God opened it. I took them to a foremost gynecologist in UCH who has done private hospital. I took them there. The man asked them, how? How did it open? Then called me, Pastor Legbe, how did it open? I said, I don't know. Jesus did it. So when God gave them the baby, I prayed over the baby. I mean, the pregnancy, I mean, one month pregnant. I said, this baby will be born in the UK, in the United Kingdom. We started the journey to the UK. Then the enemy struck. Delay upon delay. Delay upon delay. So I began to stylishly look like a fake prophet. But Pastor Professor, I think the baby will be born in the UK. They will come to church. Maybe we start about looking at me, but she likes me a lot. And she honors me. Oh, I'm an honor again. I said, no, I missed that day. Good. I went back to my room. Lord. Your servant has spoken. Don't let my word fall back on my face. One day, in the month of March, I was invited to Indus Street for administration. I couldn't sleep. Lord, there has to be a way. Lord, there has to be a way. I got back from that administration. I got a text from the UK, from one of my boys. Pastor, there's one slot. Blah, 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 blah. The next day, I spoke with the employer. Sir, this is my situation. Blah, 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 blah. Normally, no employer wants to employ a pregnant woman. Because you soon go maternity leave. You need people that can work. God reversed the order. Listen to me. 
The man gave her the job. The COS came. We used the COS to apply for visa. Visa came. She was heavily pregnant. People say, ah, she can't fly, oh. You can't fly, oh. I believe I can fly. They say, you can't fly, oh. You can't fly. The world will tell you, your stomach is protruding. You can say, can you fly? Say, Pastor, I believe I can fly. Saturday of Dunamis, 29th April, 2023, the two of them, husband and wife, landed at Heathrow International Airport, London. The consular, the, the, the people at the port of entry asked them questions and then they asked her, where is your certificate? She said, I'm sorry, I didn't bring it. With that, they could have sent her back. The woman said, okay. Just waved it aside. Stamped their passport, welcome to United Kingdom. And church took them from there, took them home, set up accommodation for them. They are living very fine now. Glory be to God now. Listen, they had the baby. When they were going to have the baby two weeks ago, the doctors came and said they saw a hole. They saw something in the heart of the child. All the medical stuff. So they gave back to the baby. I thought it would be CS. Lord have mercy with this CS. I thought it would be CS. The girl said, Pastor, when I got to the hospital, less than 20 minutes, they said the head of the baby was already out. I just pushed. Baby came out. Boom. She said, I will tell them, let them give me my baby. There's nothing wrong with my baby. I said, there's nothing wrong. When the husband called me, I said, Pastor, see what they said though, about the baby. I said, Bros, the name of the husband is Prosper. I said, Prosper, who put the baby there? He said, Jesus. I said, King Jesus put the baby there. King Jesus will take care of the baby. Two days after, they came with an ambulance. You know, this is London. London. They took the baby with an ambulance with speed to a specialist hospital where they will check the heart. They check. They said, oh, no, sorry. The treatment that they had been giving the child, they should have stopped it because the hole had blocked. They, there was one that was supposed to have opened. I don't know what they call that one. Whatever needed to be opened. And they were afraid that it could have closed. It was open. The one that was open had closed supernaturally. God reversed that. Impossibility is in our mind. Are you with me? How can I be strong? How can I know God like this? How can I make bold declarations by the word? place of work, and the employer said, I could not sleep for the last three days. I've been thinking about your husband. Does he have a job? No, sir. He's still looking for a job. Let him resume. Come for training. Put him on night shift, which means more hours and more money. Tell me what God cannot do. God has been doing very strange things in this house. I have more testimonies I wrote down. I guess I will share them later. One girl used to have seizures. And they would call me on the phone and say, pray. They put the phone by her ear. And I would speak to the spirit with the number. They finally brought her to my house to come and see me. And I sat down with her and spoke to her. I've never had a seizure since that time. It will never come back in the name of Jesus. Stand on your feet, everybody. 